It's Monday, August 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians earned a split in their uh, four-game series with the Houston Astros. Back-to-back quality starts, outstanding starts, really, by Cal Quantrill and Tristan McKenzie. And uh, you get you come away with wins on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, McKenzie's outing on Saturday, on Sunday was was particularly outstanding. Uh, eight innings, only allowed two hits, struck out eight uh, against a, a lineup that's you know second in the, the American League in home runs. Yeah, just a great outing, uh, Joe. Uh, his second uh, second really well pitched game against the Astros uh, this season. Uh, what he, he retired 18 straight at one point, just really a dominant performance. And uh, boy, they, did they need that? That you know, because the way this series started, you know, they 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 get blown out the first two games, outscored 15 to three. You're thinking, okay, this is when the uh, this is when the boat leaves the dock here and uh, the slide starts. But they came back to to gain a split. You know, they win four uh, one Saturday and and one to nothing uh, yesterday. So just uh, really, really an encouraging series and two great starts, like you said, by Quantrill and McKenzie. And, and you got to see Luke Maley become the hero, hitting the yeah. hitting the solo home run uh, onto the home run porch. Uh, the the one nothing score. He he got a a fastball up and in from uh, uh, Luis Garcia and and clobbered it. Uh, you know, Maley talked after the game. Mostly, he talked about Tristan McKenzie because obviously McKenzie's performance was was the big one. But you know, that's uh, Maley's first home run since uh, May of 2019 when he was with the Blue Jays. That's uh, that that's how long it's been since he's had a home run. Uh, and you know, just hit a, a contribution from him, uh, he, he wins a game for him. Yeah, timing is everything, and uh, I think uh, you know when you, when you look at. Ha- ha- Hedges stats and Luke Maley stats recently, you know, with all the, uh, you know, all the chatter about uh, the guardians looking to upgrade the catching position because of the lack of offense. Uh, you know, those two guys are starting to make a little contact here. You know, they're, they're starting to contribute uh, offensively and that's good to see. Yeah. Uh, Austin Hedges has looked uh, a little more spry, a little more lively in his legs, I guess uh, the last uh, couple of games. And that's, that's a good thing to see for sure. Uh, Maley said after the game, talking about Tristan McKenzie, uh, that when McKenzie is hitting his spots on the extension side for right-handed hitters, so when his fastball is hitting the the outside corner against right-handed hitters, uh, his curveball and his his uh, breaking pitches really play up, and that's really the example of what he said happened yesterday. Was he was sharp on the outside corner to right-handed hitters. He was hitting strikes there, and then the the curveball and the slider played off of that, and and you saw, you know, the kind of outing you got out of Tristan McKenzie yesterday. Uh, is is he uh, the the ace of the future for this club? Oh yeah, I definitely think so, Joe. Uh, you know, he certainly is on on uh, you know he's on the rise. His stock is rising, and uh, you know, and and that's a good thing because uh, you know we, we you know Bieber I think is starting to uh, you know find his uh kind of find his groove but you know McKenzie 
you know, we saw these streaks last year from him, but he seems to be a little more, much more consistent, I should say, this season in, in stringing together, you know, quality starts and, and really competitive starts. You know, we, uh, the Guardians have had two right now, you know, Quantrill and, uh, and McKenzie, and now Bieber will start, you know, Tuesday night against Detroit. And, you know, the, so let's see if he can uh, keep the, uh, the momentum going. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a struggle for the the Guardians. They're what uh, seven, uh, five and seven uh, against the the Tigers this year. So a uh, big series coming up in Detroit to see if they can get two out of three uh, and and head off to Toronto. Uh, you know, on a on a winning note. Uh, certainly, no lack of uh, news surrounding the Guardians uh, this past weekend. Uh, the biggest news, I guess, uh, happened. Uh, with a player that, uh, you know, was sent down earlier in the week, uh, Framil Reyes and, and Bobby Bradley, both designated for assignment uh, from the 40-man roster. So, or actually, uh, Framil was designated for assignment. Bobby Bradley was just released because he wasn't on the 40-man uh, down in, in AAA Columbus. Uh, but it, it, it appears that they're they're making moves to to sort of clear space for, uh, for some of these young guys to come up uh, here later on in the season. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Joe. Uh, um, you know, Fran Mel Reyes, you know, opened the season, uh, the season opener against Kansas City as, uh, you know, the the cleanup hitter. Uh, Bobby Bradley uh, was hitting fifth right behind him, and now they're both gone. And uh, as Terry Francona said, you know, Saturday after the announcement was made, you can go from a prospect to a suspect in a big hurry in this game. And, boy, those those are two – classic examples of that and uh you know especially Reyes you know we we knew Bobby Bradley was on borrowed time you know he had a big contact problem you know and we you know he he was only up here for eight or nine or ten games and you saw you know Owen Miller and and uh you know Josh Naylor kind of putting pressure on him at first base and DH uh but uh, Reyes was was supposed to be a cog in this team Joe he was supposed to be you know, he's supposed to be the, the guy that was going to drive in 100 runs and uh, hit 30 home runs. Yeah, and provide that protection for Jose Ramirez uh, from the four spot. Uh, and, and he just didn't do it all season. Uh, and and you're right. This was not something that the club saw coming. This is, I mean, Fran Mill's a guy that you you build around. And, you know, he has the personality. He's a, he's a marketable guy. He's, he's a guy you can put out there as, as not necessarily maybe the the forward face of the franchise, but a guy who you can build marketing around. Uh, they they gave him a, a jersey uh, day last year. They gave him a, a bobblehead day that's coming up in September, uh, where they're going to give away his bobblehead. Uh, yeah, at, at, I don't think I don't think that's I think that's off the table now, Joe. Unless unless you know he gets uh, he gets uh, you know he does, he goes unclaimed and and ha- and they outright him back to AAA. You know, but if he's not in the organization, there's going to be a lot of. <laughs> I was told uh, there's going to be a lot of Fran Mill Reyes bobbleheads, you know, floating on uh, eBay or something. I'm not sure where they're yeah, going to be. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they said that they would still give the bobblehead away on on the third because people bought the tickets for that day. So, you know, they. But, you know, Curtis be- Curtis was saying that Curtis Danberg said if he's out of the if he's not in the organization. They would not hand them out. They so would not hand them out. Wow. We'll have to see. But... That's interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah, like you said, that there there is a path for him to come back to the club, uh, if not on the 40-man roster yet. But uh, if 
if he goes unclaimed on the waiver wire, uh, after the seven days, they can outright him to Columbus and he can't refuse the outright. That's the, that's, uh, part of the deal right now is he has nowhere to go if he, if he refuses the outright. So, uh, yeah, very interesting uh, developments with Fran Millen. And, and, and as far as Bobby Bradley goes, uh, it's not like Bobby Bradley didn't get the opp- opportunity to to prove himself. Like you said, he was the the opening day first baseman. He just uh, he didn't he we knew that there would be strikeouts. Uh, we just were hoping that there would be more contact with Bobby Bradley. Yeah, and uh, the interesting thing, another interesting thing about Fran Mill is they can't trade them. You know, usually if you DF, you you designate a, a player, you know, you've got seven days to trade, release, or put him on waivers. But since he was on a major league contract and the uh, trading deadline has come and gone, you know, you can't trade the guy. So, right. uh, you know, you either, uh, you know, release him i guess you either you know put him on waivers and and release him or you know you outright him right uh and like we said uh to clear space on the 40 man uh is one of the reasons why they're making uh that move and you know to they they also uh released alex call they designated him for assignment he was on the 40 man roster they uh brought up jake jewel who's a reliever who was at triple a but uh, I think he's on pretty much borrowed time on the 40-man roster until they, they have a need there uh, as well in, in terms of a pitcher. Uh, one of the names that keeps popping up is is, is Bo Naylor, uh, Josh Naylor's younger brother, former first-round pick of the uh, the Guardians. They uh, Naylor is, uh, you know, hitting the lights out in, uh, in Columbus. They had him batting leadoff the other day again. Uh, he has now cracked the top 100 prospects list. Uh, from MLB Pipeline. Cincinnati's Nick Lodolo uh, graduated out of the top 100 uh, as, as he was promoted uh, a, a while back. Uh, so that makes room for Bo Naylor in the top 100. Uh, that gives the Guardians 10 prospects right now in that top 100. Uh, eventually, Nolan Jones and Tyler Freeman will have to move out. But uh, right now, 10 prospects in the top 100 makes makes the Guardians look pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, that's what they've been building toward. That's why, you know, they've spent the last four or five years uh, bringing in prospects through the draft and through internet, the international signing period. Uh, and, and they've accumulated a, a lot of talent there, Joe. Uh, and as we saw at the trading deadline, they're reluctant to let it go. Yeah, and it, it's they're committed right now to, to making, uh, to, to seeing that, sort of plan all the way through. So uh, you're going to see these young guys at some point this season. There's the, there's a, it, no, none of these moves are being made without an eye on uh, the end of this season and the ability to, to expand the roster and bring guys up. Definitely. And uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. We've, you know, they've got a bunch, you know, they're starting like three, four rookies every night now, uh, every game. Uh, so you know, this is what this is what we're going to see for the rest. You know, the last two, you know, last month and a half of the season, two months of the season, uh, and it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, we've we've seen uh, we've seen Quan from uh, day one. You know, uh, and it was good to see him back in the lineup Sunday. Joe get a couple of hits after you know he fouled that ball off his foot. Uh, what was that Friday? I think it was Friday. Left the game Friday and ended his 18 game uh, hitting streak, and that was another thing that. Uh, you know, Tito said after the game, he said, you know, Quan really showed him something 
when Tito told him, hey, uh, I'm thinking about taking you out of the game. I know you got an 18-game hitting streak. Uh, and Quan said, that's ah, nothing. Don't worry about it. You know, do what's best. And 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 Quan did that. And, you know, he was right back in there on Sunday. So uh, you're, you're hoping that he's feeling a lot better. Uh, looked, looked pretty good with the two hits. Uh, and now uh, I'm, I'm starting to not get surprised or, you know, I guess caught off guard when when Quan has a two or a three hit game now, you know, when he gets up there and, and, you know, bangs out two line drives and he's on base three times in a game with a walk. Uh, it's, it's not surprising anymore. No, he, you know, he is really kind of, to me, Joe, he looks like he's turned the corner that like, he knows he can play here. He knows he's, you know, a valuable part of this, uh, this lineup. And he really, you know, fills that, uh, that leadoff spot so well, he does a lot of things, uh, that that you know that leadoff hitters do you know he sees a lot of pitches he gets on base he can run you know he 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 lets the the rest of the lineup see you know exactly what a pitcher is doing because he's he's so uh, you know he's so uh, disciplined at the plate he doesn't strike out a lot all right uh, all right let's uh, move on to the Minnesota Twins I uh, got some bad news this week as Alex Kirloff uh is is going under the knife he's he's uh set for season ending wrist surgery uh and and that's a guy who was was pretty effective against the guardians when he faced him yeah definitely uh he this season he's hitting 375 with one homer six rbis and it just kind of adds to a kind of a, a lengthening list of injured uh, Minnesota Twins. Emilio Pagan left left uh, yesterday's club with well, a right. That one actually hurts. <laughs> that one actually hurts the Guardians because they want to see as much of Emilio Pagan as possible. Yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, but Ryan Jeffers, the catcher's on there on the D on the IL. Sano's on there. Uh, Kyle Garlic. Uh, Trevor uh, Lernick and a couple of other pitchers are on, still on the injured list. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting uh, just how that comes into play, you know, going down the stretch here because in the, a in the AL Central, uh, the Guardians are one game back and uh, <laughs> of the Twins. So, you know, anything can happen right now. And they're one game back thanks to uh, a, a replay official in New York, uh, uh, yesterday who uh, infuriated Rocco Baldelli to the point where Baldelli got tossed out of the game. Uh, it was extra inning ball game. Uh, the the uh, Blue Jays had a sack fly to left field late in the game. Runner coming home, throw to the plate. Gary Sanchez uh, makes the tag, is, is initially called out at the plate, but on replay review, uh, the the call was overturned. They said Sanchez blocked the plate, didn't give uh, was it Whit Merrifield a, a lane yeah. to the to the plate, uh, and the the replay official basically decided that game because uh, Toronto went on to uh, you know close out the the win, uh, and 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 really uh, that game it's one game, but you think about it, Baldelli went went berserk on the the umpires around the field and they really weren't even the ones that made the wrong call yeah yeah and uh he got thrown out of the game and then you know spent spent the whole post-game press conference complaining about the call and i could see how you know why he was so irate 
you know, they could, that was a tying run. They end up losing what three, two and 10 innings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just, uh, but, but that was, that's a tough way to, that's a tough way to lose a game that, you know, and we saw the same call, you know, the same result, not the, uh, in the Pittsburgh, in the uh, Pittsburgh, uh, a Baltimore uh, game. Another run was taken off the board uh, when uh, Baltimore scored. Or no, Baltimore had uh, had had made the out at the plate. Uh, Pittsburgh's uh, manager Derek Shelton uh, challenged, and that call was overturned too. And you know that started a big inning for uh, the Pirates, and uh, they they won that game. Well, and you think about it, uh, <laughs> both of those calls helped the Guardians because. Uh, Baltimore's ahead of Cleveland in the, uh, the, the wildcard standings, uh, Minnesota's ahead of Cleveland in the, the AL central standings, uh, mark this date on the calendar so that we look back and, and, and see, you know, if, if there's a a one game or a half game lead or something like that, there's, uh, it'd be, be interesting to see how the, both of those races shake out based on one win, uh, either, either way. Um, uh, your thoughts on that play, though the the call at the plate where uh, Sanchez uh, was was ruled to have blocked the plate in the old days. I mean, he just gets uh, Merrifield just blows through him, and he's going to be safe, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought uh, you know I thought the throw took Sanchez into the line in, into uh, you know the, the the baseline into the path of the the, the runner. And uh, I still thought uh, Merrifield had a, had a chance to slide to the back of the bag, but uh, you know he was blocked off. You know he, he looked like he was blocked off by Sanchez's leg. So uh, on the field, I think right call. I, I think the official in the moment uh, saw the tag, saw the play, uh, right call at the right time. The official did the right thing by ruling him safe. Uh, the when uh, the when Toronto challenges that play. Uh, you know, they do what what basically you should do if you're uh, on the losing side of that call. You have you have no reason not to challenge it because it's a 50 50 roll of dice right now, whether or not it's going to come out in your favor. You know, who knows what the 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 officials, the, the replay officials are going to see. Uh, I think given that same situation, if Terry Francona is ever in that situation, he has no reason not to challenge a call like that because, you know, it could come out in his favor. Yeah, and and it's such a hard call to to make, you know. You know, usually, you know, the the catcher is almost has to take the throw in front of the plate, and then try a swipe tag and leave, you know, a lane open for the for the uh, runner. But if if you know if it's like a throw from left field and and the throw brings you into the the baseline, where do you where's the catcher supposed to go? You know, is yeah. he supposed to jump out of the way? I, I don't know. You know, that's it's that's such a tough call. And I think that's one of the reasons we haven't seen a call called a whole lot. But coincidentally, you know, we've seen two on, on the same day here over the weekend. Well, and that's the point that Baldelli was trying to make in his post game was you, we haven't seen that call reversed in that way in forever. That it's it, And he's right. It's been a long time since we've seen a, a call like that overturned. But uh, to have it basically decide a ball game like that is, you know, it's tough for, I, I can understand his frustration. I don't understand why he flipped out on the officials that were on the field because they made the right call in his <laughs> eyes and, and they did everything right in his eyes. So why is he screaming at them? 
Uh, I don't understand. And I, I saw him. He he pointed at the uh, at the press box. Nobody in that press box had anything to do with that call either. Is the, it pick up the phone and call the guys in New York after the game? But but you you did your team no favors by getting run out of that game. If if you're not there for the final, you know your final at bat or whatever. Uh, I don't. I really don't understand why Rocco Baldelli went and got himself thrown out of that game when. Uh, the guys on the field and in the press box aren't the ones he should have been upset about. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, he, and he's usually, he seems, he strikes me as such a, you know, kind of laid back a little calm individual, but that was, you know, and the the post-game press conference, like he was like giving, he he sounded like a college professor giving a dissertation on the thing. So, but he was, he he lost his temper on the field. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's uh, not a great look, but not, uh, you know, totally understandable, I guess, for, uh, for Baldelli. Uh, So, so that really does set up a a, a big week for Cleveland Uh, three in Detroit, all very winnable games with, with Shane Bieber going. Uh, We get the return of Aaron Savali on, I believe Wednesday uh, as well. He, He comes off the injured list. Uh, so should be uh, an, an interesting week, uh, and then Cal Quantrill gets to pitch in uh, in Toronto when the uh, when the ball club goes up there. Yeah, that his hometown. That's the team his dad pitched for, and uh, so that'll be fun for him. And it's going to be Joe. What What do you think? Uh, do they take the whole twenty six man roster up there, or are we going to have well. some? Some uh, anti anti vaxxers staying at home. Well, we will uh, we will find out who has and who has not uh, taken the shot. Uh, I mean, th- that whole stance to me is is ridiculous, and you, you you've heard my my thoughts on it be- in in the past. But uh, you know, if Whit Merrifield can be the ringleader in uh, in Kansas City, and and you know, convince his teammates not to do it, and, and then once he's traded there uh, to a team that has a chance to make the playoffs. It's all of a sudden, oh, well, I'll just take a shot. You know what? That tells me you're not doing it because you have this this deep-seated belief in, you know, the the vaccine isn't good for you. It's it's a political, uh, you know, BS thing that it, it, you're it, – he loses so much credibility with me now because that that's the way he operated. So uh, I hope Witt gets, uh, gets plunked a bunch of times in that series. <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I talked to uh, I talked to uh, Chris Antonetti last week about her, and he said we would have more forthcoming the closer we get to the series. So, yeah. but I know they're gonna, you know, they they've got to, uh, you know, the, the, they're gonna have a meet when they get to Detroit, and uh, you know, discuss the uh, what what you know what information what uh, the the requirements are to get into uh, Canada. Well, all I can, all I know is you better bring your vaccination card and have all of your your uh, documentation ready for for when you try to cross the border because I don't need a phone call at uh, <laughs> at midnight on Thursday saying Hoinsey's in uh, Hoinsey's been detained at the border. Uh, you got to get to Canada. So I'll, I'll be swimming across the St. Lawrence Seaway. <laughs> all right, Hoinsey. Uh, that'll do it for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, We will catch you again on Wednesday from Detroit. Uh, We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.